0: John Lennon didn't write that song and say this is how it is. He wrote that song to say, Imagine this. And for many people, that's stretching thoughts. Breaking habits of thoughts. Looking at looking at the world and interaction with people and and understanding of what life is for, and how it came about, a new way. Today I'd like us to consider love and belief. How much does what we as individuals believe play into the limits of our willingness Or capacity to love the world around us. According to James Luther Adams, who is reported to have been the most influential theologian among Unitarian Universalists in the 20th century. The reign of the sustaining, commanding, transforming reality is the reign of love, a love that fulfills and goes beyond justice, beyond justice, a love that cares for the fullest personal good of all, the love This love is not something that is ultimately created by us or that is even at our disposal. It seizes us and transforms us, bringing us into a new kind of community that provides new channels for love. End quote. We come together here because we understand that none of us has all the answers. And that alone our vision is narrow and less complete than when we struggle together to explore the nuances of the many perspectives that are represented here. That is our expressed intention. That is our hope to grow and be stretched by our shared experience. We're not simply here for refuge to be cloistered away from those who hold views unlike ours. Because if that's the enemy, they're on the ship with you. Certainly, this place can serve as a sanctuary in which to heal, if necessary, from wounds that we've acquired along the way. But that healing is not the end of the journey. Neither is membership in this church. This is a beginning place. This is a starting place for a journey that has no completion. And this path does not come naturally to Homo sapiens. Given our natural inclinations, we would gather around our similarities, right? And we have chosen to come together in our diversity, but the responsibility that goes with that is learning to embrace the things that are not our thoughts. Our hearts have far more practice at opening to those for whom we have reason to feel love. Paternal love, maternal love, brotherly love, friendship, passion, romance, even sympathy. But our faith calls us to draw larger circles with our love. We are asked to seek a change of heart so that we might fully embrace the dignity and worth of every human being. We teach our children the golden rule, pointing out that it is shared in some form by every one of the world religions or every one of the major world religions. We have charts that show all the different ways that it's expressed and references to where they come from in, in sacred scriptures from many traditions. In our articulated sources, maybe you've seen those little cards that we have that have the principles of Unitarian Universalism and the sources from which we draw. In our sources is articulated the Jewish and Christian teachings which call us to respond to God's love by loving our neighbors as ourself. And also understanding that our neighbors are not the only pe- are not only the people with which we agree the other day i was driving through a parking lot and i saw a car wallpapered with bumper stickers and i didn't agree with any of them some of them were, frankly, intended to be insulting to people like me. And some of them I just could not get my head around the idea that someone believed that or stood for that. Or, and I admit some of my thoughts were not loving And and they weren't and they weren't compassionate either. I I I found myself thinking, how could anyone be so stupid? But in less than a block, a car passed me. The woman driving had read my bumper sticker. She scowled at me, shook her head, and said, "Stupid." I saw her lips. That was a moment of clarity for me. And I busted myself on having the narrow view. Um, there's an image that crosses my mind sometimes, and I'm going to share it with you, and I will confess again that Recently, I tried to share this image with some people I went to high school with. We had gotten together for a reunion of the high school choir from the church I grew up in. And I was not very successful, apparently, with trying to share this image because when I was done, they looked at each other with that look that said, Yep, she's pretty far gone. And I know that it concerned them, but I hope I do a little better at explaining the picture today. Through the years, I've made reference to a book called The Holographic Universe. And in this book, there is the explanation that on a piece, tiny piece of holographic film, can be contained an infinite number of images for every adjustment that can be made in the direction of a beam of light and you know who's to say how narrow the beam of light every single adjustment a new image can be stored on that film My impression often is that here we're sharing holographic film. The planet and three-dimensional reality as we experience it, we share that piece of holographic film. But that's not to say that the world I see is the same world anyone else is experiencing And there's nothing to indicate that if we were born with the same biology, circumstances, and experiences as anyone else, that we wouldn't feel exactly like they do and behave exactly like they do. And for any one of us to find ourselves feeling better than any other human... is to expose how disconnected we are from the oneness that we share I think that is the point of loving beyond belief we cannot condone language that belittles another tradition disrespectfully. Because that's what our children hear us use, and I promise you they will imitate that far more easily than they will learn the ways of loving that demand so much work and commitment i am i am not saying that we don't need to change the world or try or that we don't need to speak up when we see injustice or hatred because we do but i am trying to expose the limitation of some of our tools and tactics I think of the song um, Belief by John Mayer, and the lyrics talk about how no one has ever changed their mind, or ha- do you know of anyone who's ever changed their mind from seeing something, something written, written on a sign at a demonstration or changed how they feel because somebody at a demonstration yelled something at them real loud. Have you ever had your mind changed by someone who angrily got in your face or who began a conversation with insults? We know how to love. And our hearts and spirits fill up the more we use that skill and that gift. I found a reading um, in an introduction to one of the adult curricula. It talks about the theology of a woman who generated a portion of this curricula. Her name is Tandaika, and she was the uh, featured speaker at our spring conference a couple of years ago. She's an author and a teacher at the other Unitarian Universalist seminary in Chicago. It's called Meadville Lombard. And the introduction says this. Tandeka reminds us Unitarian Universalist theists cite personal experience to affirm the sanctity of God. Unitarian Universalist humanists, on the other hand, use personal experience to affirm the sanctity of human life. Others among us use personal experience to affirm their pagan, Buddhist, agnostic, Christian or Jewish claims about the fundamental nature, value, and meaning of their lives. Others use personal experience to define themselves simply as Unitarian Universalists. So, what binds us together? Tandaika's answer we love beyond belief. Our liberal faith tradition encourages us to embrace persons rather than creeds, and so we endeavor ever anew as Unitarian Universalists to love others beyond their beliefs. Our Sunday morning worship services and small group ministry programs endeavor ever anew to create an ethos of care and compassion in which we feel loved we feel loved beyond belief this is why our personal experience of love beyond belief is the binding principle of our faith says tendeika it is the major source of our religious unity and our theological diversity Is she right? Does her claim that we love beyond belief ring true? And if it doesn't, who's responsible for making it true? Learning to love those who think differently isn't about having to agree with them or even silently tolerate things they do or say. It's about growing past being intolerant of intolerance. nothing is inconsequential. Each grain of sand holds amazing secrets. Every encounter with another being is a point of contact upon which the universe pivots, just like those beams through the holographic film. Our challenge and responsibility is to sit together and share our theological views, not lecturing to each other or assuming that we have answers that are better than the person we're talking to, but through those discussions to evaluate and examine our faith and learn the skills Of seeing the person behind the differences so that we might carry those skills out into the world. Our love must break boundaries, it matters what we believe. We must go where our conscience and reason and experience lead us. Our beliefs must be dynamic and grow and change. And because growth doesn't happen in a vacuum, we come here and spend enough time with one another outside of the worship service that we grow and are stretched and strengthen our community. We do need to recognize the limits of some of our tools. We need to let the light in and let the light out and make our own ability to communicate and understand grow.